Hello again, and welcome back to the Access 21 podcast. I'm John Rocco, Executive Director of the Charlotte Mecklenburg Public Access Corporation, and I'd like to begin by wishing everybody a happy new year. Hope you all had a safe and happy holiday season, and we'll have a good new year coming up. My guest today is the Secretary of the Board of Directors of the Charlotte Mecklenburg Public Access Corporation, Pamela McCarter. Pamela, thanks for being with us. Thank you, John. I'm, I'm glad to be here. So how did you get involved with Access 21, and why did you want to be involved? Um, I would say I've always had some kind of interaction with um, the public access channels in, in some point. I moved here from Dallas, Texas, and in Texas I, I um, had a little interaction with them as well. And so when I moved here to Charlotte, I started to look for how I can continue the education of using the studio and understanding the equipment. And I actually came here and took the little first class, paid my $25, and was on camera and did a lot of work there. So it was really good to be back in that. And, um, and I used some of that knowledge to help me within my job. Um, and then I just kind of didn't do anything with um, Public Access 21 for a while until I saw um, there was a seat open. And I'm like, yeah, I think I want to apply because I think this is a great thing that people need to know about and participating. And I want to see how I can help spread the word about the station. And so you've been on the board about, what, it's, three years now? I think this is three years. Yeah, and time goes time by. Time goes really fast. And now you're the secretary. Yeah. I'm I i didn't. I'm not a very good note taker, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my job. I'm going to try to do my job. Well, that's great, and we're glad that you're with us. And outside of Access 21, I'm sure you have a regular life and a regular career, so tell us about that. Um, my job is I am an outreach specialist for the Charlotte Mecklenburg Library, as well as an equity initiative leader, where I provide um, EDI uh, conversation and training for not just staff, but also in the community. So I, like, I love to share that information on how we provide uh, diverse and inclusive services and how other organizations can do the same. Uh, my outreach service is just working with those who are non-traditional library users uh, by the way of they may be homebound, they may be in custody of something, or they're just displaced in some kind of manner that they need extra help. So that's working with you know adults, children, and teens as well. So. That's what I do is in my job. Um, and I also love to paint and draw. And I try to spread that type of love of art with my granddaughter. So that is my sidekick that I share, you know, the love of art, the love of reading, um, helping the community is something I share with her. So with the non-traditional library user, would that entail bringing library services to where they are or helping them when they come to the library? Uh, correct. That is going to them. So in our outreach service, we go to the locations. 
Um, our department actually has a mobile library now that we call Lovingly Molly, and Molly travels around the community as well. So our department, myself included, we travel from every part of Mecklenburg County providing library services, especially if there's a gap between um, a community that's in between a, a library location. So those are our target areas, is to make sure that if there is a gap and there's no library serving that community, that we go in and provide some kind of services, either with schools, after-school departments, um, a, a plethora of other areas. And we're always open to hear more if someone is needing extra help somewhere with providing library services. And the services are not just talking about library books, but we do a, a lot of different things with from STEM to art, as I mentioned, to finding resources that you may need to help you continue to thrive in your life. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that the library is more than books. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because especially now with modern technology, I wonder if a lot of people even realize the library is still there because the tradition of checking out a book and reading a book, uh, has that lessened? I know, for example, I know people in my family still go to the library and check out an actual book and not just an <laughs> e-book. So I, I, how has that changed over? That's changed for certain generations. Uh, you know, like our little children love to still have the books in their hands to read. Uh, teens more or less like to look at devices and read things from their devices. And, and some of our adults who are busy in their life love to hear either an audio book or get an e-book because now they can collect so many and place on their device and go on their vacation instead of carrying tons of books with them in case they lose them. And then we have our older adults who really love to still go back to that, having that material in their hands. Uh, I am a materials in my hand type of person. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have books in my hand. I love to turn the pages. I'd love to look at the pictures. If there's something I'm reading to my granddaughter, it's just like that excitement is still there for me. So I do a whole lot more going and checking out books versus than downloading the books. But I think we still, it's still there. We're not going anywhere. The books aren't going anywhere. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting because when I was in high school and college, I couldn't, um, actually read print so I had all my books were recorded but I always had the physical book and followed along because you know when they read the book they tell you what page they're on and I would turn you know turn the page and follow along and I'd had friends say to me well what you know you're spending all this money on books this is when I was in college when you don't need the book you could just but I liked having the book in my hand and turning the pages, and I thought it helped me concentrate because if you're just listening to something, you can kind of drift off into Never Never Land. Mm -hmm. And um, when you actually have the book in your hands and turning the pages, uh, it helps you concentrate. Yeah, it does. It does, you know, it, it's different for different people, you know, how they like to learn and listen to the books and they all have 
their own purpose. You know, I'm driving. If I'm taking a really long drive, I'll pop, you know, collect, connect my um, phone to my service in my, in my car so I can listen to books. Right. We don't want you trying to <laughs> hold a book and turn the pages while driving. So no. please don't do that. No, but that <laughs> way I can continue with the story I'm, I'm on. <laughs> so what are some of the other services that the library offers? Because I think most people think of a library and they do think of books. Yeah, they think immediately of books, but we have programs for all ages. And those programs can, can you know, range from someone actually looking at your resume and in helping you uh, improve your resume. They can give you a critique of your resume to STEM programs where you're learning about science for all ages. We have author visits that come in. There are, you know, so many things, like even with 3D printing that happen. Um, we have all of that type of resource available. It may not be at all libraries, but it is available to everyone for free. So there's tons of resources and materials that you can do besides just check out books. Has the attendance or the usage of the library um, changed in any way over the decades as technology has changed, or is or are folks still coming in and using it? We have changed quite a bit in the amount of things that people are looking for within the library. There is t uh, a, a definitely increase in looking for resources that help them with this online, have we gone to a virtual type of world? So that is something that we definitely look at in making sure we keep that access available, uh, trainings, uh, classes that they can take, any of those things that help, because that makes it easier for all users. But coming into the library, they're still coming in during COVID that did change quite a bit because the libraries were closed and everyone was really trying to protect themselves. But they have been waiting for the library to open and the library has uh, fully with all kinds of in-person in, um, programming and they're back. So I can say we've increased with usage with being in person um, has uh, improved over the last year or so. Uh, well, the last year since we've opened up the doors. Does the library have um, internet services for the public? In other words, uh, everything pretty much now is done online, and there are certain things that you have to do online, and yet there are people who don't have either access to the internet, don't have a computer. Um, I assume these are things that would be available at the library. Yes, so every location, which we have 20, well, 19, no, 20, Stay with 20. Uh, 20 locations all have internet access. So you can come and use different uh, computers that are there. You can also bring in your own laptop and use the Wi-Fi to work. Uh, there is Wi-Fi uh, wireless printing. You can also fax if you need to fax. There's some people who still need to fax. I don't know what they're faxing. <laughs> but uh, there, there's that's still available as well. Um you can, some other things that I lost my track of, of conversation there, but there are lots of 
different materials. The, the um, computers are there. The Internet is there. Wireless is there. And then there's a great program that the library is connected with where we have something um, Tech Day where we're giving out computers. So you will need to go to the library's website, cmlibrary.org, and you look for the MECTEC announcement, and it'll tell you when we're going to give out computers. Um, before the month of May, we have to have given out um, quite a few computers, around a lot of computers. We're giving out a lot of computers. And you can find out your qualifications. You do have to live in Mecklenburg County, but there's quite a few other, they're looking for different areas uh, it, that you're living in certain zip codes, but that is not restricted that you have to be in a certain zip code in Mecklenburg County. But if you're needing a computer and you don't have one, please go to our website, look up MECTEC, and you'll find the announcement and the information about when the next uh, MECTEC giveaway day is. And are these computers to keep? Yes, or, these oh. are for you to keep. Oh, okay. And they're, they're refurbished computers, and um, they're uh, they become yours. Like a, a laptop. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're laptops. Uh, various ones. I can't. They're they're not all Adele. They're various brands. Right. Now, earlier you mentioned about bringing services to folks and the Molly, which um, is that like a a traditional bookmobile or does it do other things? It is almost like the bookmobile. We don't like to use the bookmobile type of title because lots of people see just the old school bus coming in packed right. with, with books. But our Molly is a really tricked out kind of a bus and it has lots of books that you can check out. But we also have the capability to teach classes on the spot. So there is a way for us to connect and do some computer uh, training with you and education. There, it also has a wireless hotspot to it. So if you are somewhere that you're not close to any internet, then you can come and connect to our wireless to that book, um, to our Molly. Um, you can also, um, uh, Molly also has a flat screen on it. So if we have to have a movie night, we've done that in the community as well, is have a mu movie night in Under the Stars, play a movie for you guys in different communities. So that's another thing that if you're interested in bringing uh, Molly to your neighborhood or your community, you can go to the library's website again and look for our outreach services and, and put a request in. And does, uh, does it have a regular type schedule where it goes around the city or is it by request to come to it a neighborhood? A, it has a regular schedule, but it always has another, you know, it has space to spread out on certain, you know, for certain days as well. Now, the library and Access 21 have been in somewhat of a collaboration on providing some children's programming uh, on the channel. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, we have Library at Home, which is our children's story time that during COVID we found like this was very influential in providing services because when the library closed, we were so hurt and how do we still connect with our 
community. And we were trying to find all kinds of ways to do that. And so we did things online, but we also are aware that there were many people who didn't have a computer to see us online or have internet to do that. But they may have a television. They may have access to um, some of the public access stations. And so this was another way to connect to those that may not have the opportunity to get on a Facebook or YouTube, which is what we were using at the moment, that now that they can also continue learning and enjoying library uh, interaction. So we provided two programs, Library at Home and Library at Home in Spanish. And so that is what we're wanting to do. We do want to move it up and do something else also for our adults, older adults in the community that are always on the station watching uh, the different programming that you have, but we want to also connect um, library to them as well. And anybody who's listening can watch those two programs on Wednesday afternoons on Access 21, or they can access them on our video on-demand uh, service that is available on our website. So if you have young children, uh, I would encourage you to go there and, uh, and take a look at those. Uh, so anything uh, new and exciting coming up at the library that uh, you might want the community to know about? Well, we do have something called Living Archives. And with Living Archives, we're collecting stories from people in our community that um, how where COVID had impacted them in some kind of way. Not necessarily that they have co they had COVID, but COVID impacted people in different ways, health, work, uh, community. There were lots of different changes. And what we've learned is that the stories of people in our community, there were stories that were left out. This is not the first pandemic that we've gone through. And when we're looking at history and we're looking at documents and we're looking at some of the things in our archives and in books, there are voices that are missing. And so we want to give this as an opportunity for people to have their voice, give their experience of what happened to them during this pandemic. So we're also doing, we're collecting stories with that. Um, we're coming up pretty soon. We'll be celebrating Dia, which is Day of the Child. That'll be in April. So we're revving up for some of those things. We just kind of closed out a few really big activities, which is Epic Fest. And we will be pretty soon coming up with Community Read, which happens in March. Community Read is where we're every, we want everyone reading the same book in the community. And so uh, you can get pick up a book from a library when we make the announcement on the library's website. Make sure you check in that cmlibrary.org. You'll find uh, when we're going to post those books up and you can get a free book. And we're wanting to have everyone reading pretty much the same book. Adults, children, and teen all have different books, but the children are all reading the same book. Teens are reading the same book, and the adults are as well, so that you can have conversation and collaboration with each other and get a little understanding about certain materials. Uh, we find that when you're reading together, you learn more about the people that you're sitting there with. You get different ideas and perspectives. And so this is a way, it's kind of our way of 
building community conversation. So after you would read the book, are there, there's like a meeting of people that have read the book to discuss it? Yes, there'll be programs as well as conversations happening throughout the whole community at all the different libraries, there'll be something happening. And that'll begin in March. Great, so we encourage everybody to get involved with that and check out the uh, library. And get a free book. And get, oh, you get, to, you get to keep the book? You get to keep the book. All right. Well, this is a way to build up your own library at home as you participate and, uh, and uh, get together with some folks and, and discuss, uh, discuss these books. Well, I want to thank you for uh, spending some time with us here on the uh, Access 21 podcast. And uh, I hope you'll come back. Sure. I love, I've got a lot. I, I usually talk a whole lot. So you kept me to some really good questions that uh, I didn't wander off too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the beauty of a podcast. It doesn't matter where you go or how long you want to do it for, right? You can just right. do it. Yes. Um, we'd like to encourage all of you, if any of you out there would like to have your own podcast, you can do so by becoming a member at Access 21, or you can have your own television show. And if you're interested in either one of those things, uh, please go to our website, that's tvaccess21.com, or you can give us a call at 704-377-8988. I want to remind everybody that this podcast was recorded using the facilities of the Charlotte Mecklenburg Public Access Corporation. As always, I want to thank our engineer James Rossi. And until we talk to you again next time, thanks for listening. I'm John Rocco.